Hi, thank you so much for joining our BIP chat. And well, I'm going to ask you a question right at the beginning of this, everyone. Have you got teeth? <laughs> I imagine most of you have. If you've got teeth, I think this has been probably the most um, demanded podcast because we all have teeth. And you're going to learn a lot about how to take care of your teeth and also a lot about dentistry some of the myths and misconceptions and why your teeth are a lot more important to you than you realize they're a lot more important than just chewing your food. So if I haven't got you curious enough, just wait a little bit longer until you hear Dr. Elmar Jung talk because it's incredible. Before I introduce you to him, I want to um, just talk a little bit about what BIP chat is. So BIP stands for business is personal. And Thomas and I, believe in this philosophy, have believed in it our entire career. And it is the fact that our business is personal to us because our personal life can affect our business and our business can affect our personal life. And let's weave into that our health. Let's think about all those times when we weren't healthy enough, when our immune system wasn't well enough, when um, we just weren't looking after ourselves well enough. How much did that affect our performance and our joy of life? So today is a very, very highly relevant um, conversation with Dr. Elmer Jung. Now, Dr. Elmer Jung is one of our, we call them BIPers, because Thomas and I run BIP 100, which is Businesses Personal 100. And we have scoured the earth um, over the last three and a half years to find 100 incredible experts who own their own businesses, who are so passionate about what they do, but have really strong values. And through having that community of 100 experts, we can help people find the most fantastic suppliers for their personal life or their business life. And so we are so thrilled to have one of the top um, dentists in the, in the country, if not in the world, somebody who speaks um, a lot about this subject, author of Shut Your Mouth. And um, let me tell you a little bit more about Dr. Elmer Jung. Um, so today we're going to embark on a journey of revelation as we ponder, I'm sort of reading this, you'll probably understand, the enthralling question is, could your oral health be the secret conductor of your overall vitality? And we certainly need vitality. So we, you're going to explore as you join us on fascinating link between our oral, your oral health and vitality. And in a conversation which I know will be really captivating for you with Dr. Elmer Jung, and uncover how your smile can profoundly affect your cardiovascular system, immunity, and much more. So this is gonna be quite transformational for you. And as someone who has always believed in looking after my teeth so well, I'm really excited about this. So Dr. Elmer Jung, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And I'm gonna call you Elmer from now on. And anyone who wants to get to know Elmer a bit more, apart from reading his book that I've just mentioned, Shut Your Mouth, you can also find him at DrElmerYoung.com. But I'm going to tell you how you find that. It's Dr. Dr. Elmer, E-L-M-A-R, Dash Young, J-U-N-G. And I will, dot com. And I will repeat that at the end. And also, of course, you can contact Thomas or I if you'd like to be connected. So you run your practice down in a beautiful place that's a total serendipity is one of the places that Thomas and I absolutely love going to. It's on the Hampshire coast in an in a place called what is the actual town where you run your practice? Well, 
first of all, hello, Penny, and thank you very much for having me on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I allowed you to say that, did I? You're very, very welcome. <laughs> it's really fabulous to be here, especially just before Christmas, when we need our teeth and our digestive system more than ever, I would say. Yeah. So the practice is located in Southampton, which is not the greatest part of the UK, I would say. It's, it's just very convenient because it's very close to the train station, very close to airports. And the area you mentioned is the new yeah. forest, which we really, really love. Yeah. And at some point, we will very likely bring the practice into the new forest. So be really rural so that we have the wild horses around us, the forest, and really offer a even more relaxing yeah. location. And that is, uh, before we get into the crux of this, this is what is so important to you. You want people to feel very comfortable and motivated and experience dentistry as something that's as positive as going for a massage, don't you? Well, that is the overall aim. However, what we see is that most patients that come to us, they have been on quite a journey. And so for some of them, we're kind of last approach. Mm -hmm. And it has shifted a little bit over the last two, three years where more health conscious people, and we all know what happened over the last three, four years happened. So they are more health conscious and they are looking to be more preventative in their oral care. And that is what, what brings a, a really nice mix to the clinic. Yeah. So this is what I really want to dig into because a lot of us, I mean, I got so excited when I was looking at your, reading your book and talking to you about how we sort of just think our teeth are part of our smile and part of our um, ability to chew food. But they are so much more important to our health than I'm giving it credit to in the past. And that, we're going to really dig into that. Where should we start with that conversation, Elmer? Well, I think it's, it's important to show that we as dentists aren't told what we are talking about in a, in a moment. In dentistry, in medicine, you have a, a very clear-cut curriculum and it doesn't really look much left or right what the impact of teeth or the materials and the treatments in dentistry can actually provoke, trigger or cause. And so that is our aim with the book, with the podcast, with the talks, that people become aware. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. If they don't know it and they are not told by their dentists, how would they know? They just go to the dentist, dentist says, everything's fine, there's no issue. And so they go home and, and really don't think further. And this is what we want to, to bring this awareness. And with the awareness comes responsibility. So that you ask questions, that you get inquisitive, that you are really on the ball with what's happening rather than just let us dentists tell you what's best for you. You want to know what is the advantage, what's the risk. So therefore, the podcast, almost 100 podcasts are there where you can get all the information that you need to, to 
in a way, get a, a basic understanding what the materials do, what the benefits are, the disadvantages. So I can only encourage everyone to look into these podcasts, especially yeah. when they face a certain situation where they need a second opinion. Yeah, That is where the podcasts are for. Remind me, Elmar, remind us all how people can find that podcast. The podcast is also on the website. It's called Elmar's Tooth Talk. Elmar's Tooth Talk. Elmar's oh. Tooth Talk, yeah. And what's interesting about this, so if I if I treat myself as a fairly classic member of the public, um, you know, I will go to the hygienist twice a year. Um, I have done, had various, you know, things done to hopefully give my teeth more longevity. I am a child of the, well, it's probably this, well, I was born in 64, so going into the 70s, where I think dentists were really incentivized at that time by the fillings. And I remember going to, I mean, it was, it was like a horror story for me <laughs> going to the dentist. That day when my mum would pick me up from school and we would drive to Swindon, and it was about an hour's drive to this dentist, and he'd sit me in a chair and I drilled away to put these these fillings in so I've had to have changes done and this was before I met you unfortunately but you know where I wanted to remove the al the al what's it called amalgam, amalgam change the etc so that's me that's my sort of and I'm, I'm I'm quite happy and I've had some different work done recently um, more recently so what I'm so intrigued by is this relationship that the teeth have to our immunity. I remember you saying something to me about teeth. You can apply like reflexology, but you can apply it to your teeth. Can we go into that subject more? Because sure. I think that's really motivating for me to think about how am I treating this really important? I wouldn't call it an organ. What would you call it? Just really important part of me. Well, teeth in itself, each tooth is an organ in itself right that's wow. how i see it because they have the blood supply they have the nurse nerve supply they have lymph so it is connected to nerves to bigger nerves and what we know from chinese medicine thousands of years old is the acupuncture meridians and those meridians they connect organs and they connect teeth so your front teeth, for example, on the top and on the bottom, the four front teeth, they are connected to the kidneys, to the bladder, to your urogenital system. And we also need to say it's not a one-way street. So you can have an issue on your teeth, which then affects bladder, kidney, urogenital areas, or you have an issue in your bladder, cystitis, endometriosis, yeah. And that then works back to the teeth. So sometimes teeth lighten up in a way, so like a, a signal, but it's not the tooth that's the actual problem. Yeah. And oftentimes then still that symptoms get treated rather than looking closer and more deeper in the connection. And then we would see, oh, it's actually not the tooth. There's something else going on in the kidney in the bladder and we treat that and the tooth ache for example then subsides 
How unbelievable. So my molars at the back here are where I'm having trouble at the moment. The bottom ones or the top ones? Bottom ones. Yes. So where where what are they linked to? They're linked to lungs and large intestines. Wow, that is interesting. And that goes even further. And that's what we introduced a few years ago. And I need to go a little deeper here. We were questioning why some people heal very well after surgery and others come back. We do a second surgery, a third surgery, sometimes any surgery, any type any of surgery. Tooth, tooth extraction or jawbone surgery. Right. I don't know about other surgeries, but I'm pretty convinced that it's the same there. And so we were asking ourselves, why is this? Because the technique we're using is always the same. It's, it's, it's very clear, structured, what we do, how we do it, when we do yeah. it. And then we were thinking, well, there must be more to this. And we discovered that not only is there an organ connection, there's also an emotional connection. And so we then looked at blocked emotions and we, or Sam, my wife who discovered and developed that system, she works and put together a system where we have the emotion code from Dr. Bradley Nelson, the German New Medicine from Dr. Gerdrike Hammer and light kinesiology. And we then get to unblock these emotions. So the energy on those pathways, on these energy pathways, the meridians, they then start flowing freely again. And since we do that, our Cavitao scan, which is an ultrasound scan, where we can see the bone density, shows always very good results mm. so we don't have to do second and third surgeries provided the patient really does the pre-protocol with supplements and the post protocol that they really give the best for their body to heal absolutely amazing i love so, it i had the pleasure of meeting sam she's got amazing energy she's a beautiful yes. beautiful energy the two of you together are just dynamite and um tell us a little bit more of how you work together so just you know imagine i was a new patient yes. right and i've come in and um i just want to start having a, a dental regime with you i maybe don't have a specific problem that i'm aware of i just want to come That's in a very important part Exactly. Yeah. So just say I decide I'm going to sign yeah. up, be part of your world. How would that work? What's what's the process that you go through with a new patient? The process is like you receive our welcome pack. In the welcome pack, it says what we do, how we do it and why we do it. And there's also a questionnaire of seven, eight pages where we get an impression of where you come from in terms of your overall health in terms of your dental health, what has happened with you? Have you got any allergies? What diagnosis labels do you have? And so when you then come in the surgery, there will be Dr. Anna, our lead dentist and myself. And we we sit there and, and have a chat with you. That takes between one and a half and two hours so that we really get to know you. We do a lot of small pieces that then bring together the entire puzzle. So 
what's very important is we look how the teeth bite together, how they move left, right, and center. Where's your tongue positioned? How do you swallow? How do you breathe? Wow. Uh, these things are so, so important. And also the, the most upper joint, the TMJ joint here, is a very important one because if you have a disbalance there, then you have a disbalance in your shoulders. You can have a disbalance in your hip. And what we see a lot of the times, then you have your leg length different. So <laughs> let's say we, see, we, we do that all the time. So the patient is flat on the, on the chair. And then we ask him to close the mouth, bite together. We look at the leg length first when he has the mouth open. And then we let him close the mouth, walk down the corridor and back. And a lot of the times, leg length changes. Wow. So we know that we need to really have that part, the upper and the lower jaw, really in harmony, in balance, so that there is no repercussion because that is also important for your for your posture that you stand correctly and breathing is such an important part and most people they just breathe too shallow breathe through the mouth so we look for example do you wake up in the morning with a dry mouth do you snore mm. and so that gives us an indication that the tongue's very likely not at the correct position. Your airways might be blocked. And then we give advice what they can do. Tape the mouth, get some dilators for the nose. And if all that doesn't work and you suffer from something that's called sleep apnea, where yeah. in a way you stop breathing during night, which can be quite risky, especially during the day because if you haven't got a really good night's sleep then at some point during the day you will feel tired yeah and if you for example in in traffic and you have this kind of second just a, a one second sleep your eyes close i mean yeah it's for for really accidents so yeah. we need to look that you really get the best out of your sleep. And yeah. in that, uh, all the lifestyle choices that you have, coffees, alcohol, cigarettes, exercises, how do you ground yourself? How do you keep away from mobile phones? And this is brilliant what, what TJ does with, with his approach yeah. to health. And all these things, they are so, so important. And teeth are a major issue. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. And and so so you have that two hour consultation. Yeah, and in one and a half to two hours. After two hours. And then you will potentially discover some things that they can go away and do themselves, take their mouth, yes. all, all these things. If you discover then that there are some problems with the with their teeth. Um, you can then go ahead with that. But where does Sam come in? Because I'm really intrigued with this incredible holistic approach that you have. So we do the surgeries only when the patient agrees to have the session with Sam. If someone says, I'm not having Sam's treatment, then we'll say, that's fine with us. However, 
then we're not doing the surgery for you. Because we know, we experienced it, we, we really know it's so, so fundamental that we get this flow of energy running. And I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely amazing what people sometimes say when they come out of a session with Sam. We had a, an, an actor and she was always playing these submissive roles and that's what actually happened also in her life. And after she had the session with Sam, she beamed and she said after two, three weeks, her entire personality kind of changed. So she really hit it. Wow, she's Very incredible. Well. She's a phenomenal energy, isn't she? I, just, I could sense it just as she walked towards yeah. us. That's really, so, how amazing, though, that you will actually say we won't. When you say surgery, that could be even a filling. You, you no, um, no. What we say or what we understand as surgeries, tooth extraction, jawbone surgery, implant placement, these right. kind of things. And is that quite a lot of your work? And Because I know people travel a long way to you, don't they? Yeah, that's that's one of our main works. So we have actually three areas that we're really good at. One is the surgery part. The second is the safe amalgam removal part, where we really take as much care as we can. So the patient is completely covered. They breathe oxygen through their nose. They have a special lining over their teeth and special suction. They get vitamin C infusions during the treatment, which they all get during any treatment, amalgam removal or, or surgery. That's uh, the second part, amalgam removal. And the third part is that we introduced with Dr. Anna coming, joining our clinic, is we care much more now for the children. And the reason for that is, well, in a way, it's a very obvious one, because we parents, we, a lot of us have been through that, waiting until we are 12, 13 years old. And then the dentist says, oh, my God, there's not enough space. Oh, we better rip four teeth out. And those four teeth are absolutely healthy teeth. Then they say, we need to rip the teeth out because we need to create space, which is nonsense in the first place, because everything gets then even smaller. So what we do, we start when the kids are four or five years old, we look, are there any habits, thumb sucking, or these things. So we look that those habits disappear and we give them exercises. We give them little appliances that they can munch on. So what we do with that is we actually increase and support the growth of the jawbone. And that goes naturally. So that means when they are 12, 13 years old, the jawbone has grown as much as it needed. And it's very unlikely that they then need these fixed braces. Amazing. How apt it's a lot of this is, well, this is the whole thing of prevention and, thing, and yeah. things like that. Let's go on to um, some of the- one, one more point with, with the kids. Yeah. It's so important that parents, even before they conceive, actually get rid of their amalgam fillings, both dad and mum, because the mum during pregnancy, she couldn't do anything better than being pregnant to detox because she's shifting a lot of her, let's call it rubbish, yeah. into the little one during pregnancy, during breastfeeding. So having got rid of amalgams, 
in the first place before conceiving is a much better thing and is much healthier for the little ones. So they have a better start. Yeah. And breastfeed is so important and have it done properly because with the breastfeeding, do you, do you ever wonder why the kids are so exhausted after breastfeeding? Because they really, really need to work. They need to milk the milk out of the nipple. And this is important because, again, this helps them develop their palate. And so the palate grows bigger. They have more space to swallow, more space to breathe. And they then develop far less allergies, food intolerances, or digestive issues. Wow. Elma, anybody listening to this is learning is so incredible what we're learning and it all makes sense you know it's not there's no mumbo jumbo here it all makes complete sense about it so um what about these sort of misconceptions we we talked offline about this around um dentistry and things can you just help there's some things that we're all being programmed we're hearing uh, around dentistry i mean there there are so many we could do a third and a yeah. but yeah. the main ones i would say is first of all amalgam yeah amalgam even at university we were told is absolutely fine as soon as it's in your mouth it doesn't do anything and you will not have any problems now we know and if the listeners want to research that just have a look on i think it's on youtube the smoking tooth smoking tooth they show you um, it's probably a 25, 30 year old tooth with an amalgam filling and they rub it and you can see that still after all those years, mercury is evaporating out of the tooth. And that happens in your mouth 24 seven. It happens more when you chew, it happens more when you grind and it happens even more when you have dissimilar metals in your mouth. So you have a gold crown, gold inlay, or a metal implant, then even more, up to 10 to 20 times more of the mercury will be released from the fillings. Wow. And when we look back at chemistry in high school, I mean, that was one of the first lessons we learned. Mercury is one of the most toxic, non-radiating elements we can find on Mother Earth. What is the sort of symptoms if somebody's getting mercury poisoning that they might have? Because presumably it's not killing them, but it, there may be some real underlying. Well, not immediately. Yeah. But it is horrendous. If you Google symptoms of mercury intoxication, it takes you a whole day to go through that because this goes from mental issues over organ failures, the thyroid is very much affected by mercury as it is by fluoride. So you need a lot of iodine to make sure the thyroid cells are actually fed with iodine rather than with mercury. You have issues with your tissues. Mercury sits in the fat tissue. And where have we got a lot of fat tissue? In the brain. So there are studies that connect mercury intoxication with Alzheimer's, with dementia, Parkinson's, MS. Wow. And it's all these little bits and pieces that add to that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they, they've done studies where they had monkeys. They gave them 
amalgam fillings, radioactive amalgam fillings, left them there for 24 hours, then they removed them again. They did CBCT scans to show where the mercury is gone. And they showed mercury was in the spine, was in the brain, was in the stomach, was in the kidneys. Wow, it's really terrifying, isn't it? You touched just then on fluoride, and this is a subject that really confuses me because I get really, even from the, you know, the dentist that I go to um, have different hygienists. It's never the same hygienist. And one of them will say this and another one will say that. What are your feelings about fluoride? Well, it's more than a feeling, it's a conviction. Right, okay. I, I think... I know fluoride is not necessary to prevent tooth decay. It's very important if you want to keep people docile, which they've done in concentration camps, they put the fluoride in the water supplies. So that works very well. And it can get you spots on your teeth, white spots, because it actually inhibits in certain ways the proper mineralization of the teeth. It sits in bones, it makes your bone more bristle. It's a, again, a toxin in the brain. It's a competitor for the iodine on the thyroid, and it can help with your indigestion in a, in a negative way. Wow. Also, we know of cases where little kids have swallowed uh, the content of a toothpaste and they died <gasps> because it's just too much. Oh. Are we allowed to say, because I look at all the non-fluoride ones, is there one that you particularly recommend? Well, what I recommend, I did that many, many years ago. I um, videoed a little clip to make your own toothpaste. You can easily do that with a bit of bicarbonate soda, right. Celtic sea salt, 3% hydrogen peroxide, and then you can add a bit of vitamin C or a, a nice essential oil and brush your teeth with that. Have you heard of Arm & Hammer? Is it Arm & Hammer? Yes, I heard of them. That, that's not got fluoride in it, has it? That's bicarb. But it'll uh, have... I, I don't know about the ingredients. I've got to really look into this because I was also told that um, what's that thing at the back of our head that connects us to nature and is a very primal... Oh, God, there was something about... The it was they say that again. Pineal, pineal gland. Pineal gland. Yeah, how fluoride completely deadens that. Well, yeah, it, it makes the it crystallizes this gland, so you then can't connect that much with your higher self and with uh, more spirituality. Yeah, yeah. Right, that convinces me. So I am going to be. I'm going to have to look up that recipe. I will. I will have to find that recipe that you put. I'll have to put it into the show notes. The recipe yeah, for that. It's on YouTube. I think I've done it 15 years ago or so. Wow, that's amazing. Right, just going forward, because this is like a personal consultation that anybody <laughs> else is in on here, which is wonderful. Because I'm really curious. I had my gallbladder removed in 2018. Have I got a tooth that's connected to gallbladder? Yeah, that's the uh, canine teeth. That's these? The the big ones, the, the third yeah. to the side, yeah, the, the sharpie ones. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah. They're oh, connected with gallbladder and, and liver. Yeah, yeah, wow. And your wow. eyes are connected with the gallbladder and the liver. What, what's ones? Your eyes. 
My eyes. I'm going to, so I've actually got a very dear friend at the moment who's um, had a gallbladder out, but it's still got a blockage and she's in hospital at this moment with the liver challenges. She's really isn't quite it, Isn't it funny that if something goes wrong, we just take it out? Yeah. I mean, God gave us these gallbladders and all our organs for a reason. But it's gone. Don't make me panic. It's gone. <laughs> it was making me so ill. I had so, I had grit going through. Anyway, enough for you all. I don't need to share everything with you all, but um, really intrigued. Right. Okay. What about things like some, I don't drink, I don't smoke, never really have done. Well, I've never smoked and I've never really done much. I'll have a glass of champagne with you, Alma, but I wouldn't, you know, I don't do much. My challenge is sugar and chocolate. And don't tell me I can't have any, but is there a regime that is the best thing for me if I, when I should have chocolate so that my pH balance is in my mouth aren't too damaged by it don't tell me i can't have it and i have very dark chocolate well ideally you have it after a substantial meal okay that so you don't have it as a, a single meal on its own because if you have it with other things that are already in your stomach okay. then it kind of balances it a little bit okay and also having dark chocolate is much much better than milk chocolate where you have the sugar content probably yeah. about 60 percent and 40 yeah. percent milk chocolate so i have it after my smoothie in the morning oh that's a bit early oh no we told me what time i have my smoothie i have my smoothie about 9 30. <laughs> yeah it's not when i wake up it's... <laughs> i do on a saturday morning i do have <laughs> i mean i'm i'm really into meat and carnivores because i think that is the diet that our ancestors had oh no it's not quite chocolate is it you wouldn't it's buy not quite chocolate no Eat however if you, if you have that that push early in the morning and with the smoothie what's in your smoothie that's the next question i put in protein powder okay i put water raspberries blueberries and spinach okay um i'm not a big fan of spinach because it's of its high oxalate content mm -hmm. so with the with those fruits yeah you, you have a lot of fruit in one go you you can drink it away if you would eat it it would take much more and you would have more digestive enzymes to go into the food so it's right. easier than to digest so you're not a big fan of smoothies for health i think it's too much fruit that most people put in yeah yeah, yeah. And so they're not you, you wouldn't normally eat that much fruit in one go that you can put in a smoothie. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you there. Anyway, everybody's listening to this thinking, come on, Penny, this isn't a personal consultation, but <laughs> it's really the thing. Some people might relate to, to what I'm talking about here. I'm pretty but, sure they do. And and they will definitely relate to chocolate. I mean, who doesn't love chocolate? So I have it after whatever I eat in the morning. Okay. And then I have it a a piece after dinner. So as long as we don't eat our chocolate as a snack, we're okay. A snack oh, in the middle of the it's day. It's definitely better. I, I still wouldn't say it's okay because everything that brings glucose into our system is not what our system is made for. We're, we're kind of trained of liking sweets. It's the same in a way with 
alcohol, the first sip of alcohol is disgusting. We need to drink more and more to get used to it. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you. <laughs> I know, isn't that an incredibly insane thing about alcohol? I know nobody likes it. When they're a teenager, they all go, oh, but they, they have to force their way through it. Incredible, isn't it? And it's it's these little things that make your health or break your health. Yeah. If you look at these indigenous people where there's a lot of research, they have basic food. They chew their food. I mean, if you look around what people buy or in the restaurant, how they eat. I mean, this is one bite, swallow, and another bite and swallow. Where, where's the proper chewing process that the enzymes come to it so that you get the full flavor and, and all these enzymes then help you digest, pre-digest the, the food before it goes into the stomach, where then the high acidity makes it into even smaller parts. Yeah, yeah. So, and so slow eating. We want to slow our eating yeah. down. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with you. And that's another another challenge for me. Amazing. Is there anything that we've missed here? I mean, every, all your knowledge is just so phenomenal. Um, but we've only got a finite amount of time. Um, I think one thing I would like to talk about is some people have a fear of dentistry. Yes. And do people come to you particularly because they need that sort of the, sa the Sam and you combination and your whole attitude to it to, to overcome that? Yes, we have quite a few where we do hypnotherapy. Right. And that helps very, very well. If that is still not enough, we also offer sedation. Sedation means it's a bit in between just a local anesthetic and a general anesthetic. So we get a specialist in from the hospital. They put a, a line into your vein yeah. and then you're kind of very, very relaxed. You can yeah. still respond. Yeah. It's it's something where your whole nervous system is really yeah. relaxed. Yeah. And good. the other thing is, some people love that, others might not. But it's very unlikely that you remember what was done during the session. So for a lot of people, yeah. this is a great thing. Oh no, I I, I really don't want to know yeah. what what you have done or what you're doing. So that is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on your perspective. No, I think that's oh. a brilliant way of doing it. I actually have that when I have my, I've had colonoscopies. It's similar, isn't it? Because you don't want general anaesthetics. I mean, I don't think they're a good thing at all. Well, so, general anaesthetics is, is for, for our unconscious mind, it's like a death sentence. Yeah, it's dreadful. It worries it, me a lot. My yeah. mother had dementia. And I think her dementia, it was vascular. And I think it really got triggered by, she had a succession of lots of operations. Yes. We, um, we hear that so many times and my mum was exactly the same yeah. she never was the same after a big big surgery so yeah totally agree yeah yeah i wonder when they will <clears throat> actually start to reveal the truth behind that that because i think people are willing to go under a general too easily and it's, um, it's fascinating what you can actually do with hypnotherapy we had a patient just the other day where we took a tooth out with hypnotherapy without local anesthetic my God. It works. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. 
honestly, Elmer, I just find you so incredible. And I hope I hope you have continued to listen. Anybody still listening, this, you've obviously found this very intriguing. So I, I get in touch with Elmer. If you would like Thomas or I to connect you to Elmer, we'd be absolutely delighted. You can tell what an incredibly passionate man he is about this subject and, you know, just explore the subject to begin with with him and see how much your your health. We didn't touch on the immunity part, actually. I wonder if I can eke this out a little bit more, because that to me is really important. I mean, COVID, if, if anything, gave us all a big call around our immunity. It was COVID and those people that did go for the, the vaccines. And I won't go on to that subject. So that's very diversive. But um, immunity, you know, this whole subject of immunity. Why is it that you say that, you know, your knowledge of your teeth will help your immunity? Because we know, and even conventional medicine admits, that when we have a bacterial infection in the gum, that can affect our heart. Right. And we also have a lot of infections that we just don't know. So one misconception is when we don't suffer any pain, everything is all right with our teeth. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is not the case. I agree. We see so many patients who have big abscesses on their root canal treated teeth and they don't have any pain. But the infection that sits there, the bacteria, the endotoxins from the bacteria, they go out in mm. the bloodstream and then wherever there is a weak spot, whether that's your joints, your muscle, and they can cause issues far, far away from where they're actually located. That's what we call a silent infection silent inflammation yeah, no, I I can and this is so important that we look at that and again this is one of our specialities to make sure we get them all and the cavitao scan this ultrasound scan is one of the best ways to do that and those those infections they just spread now they can come from a tooth they can come from a gum they can come from your sinus they can come from your tonsils and, and all these areas, they need to be investigated if there are any issues that the patient brings up in, in the questionnaire or in our chat. Yeah, so I get quite a lot of recurring sore throats, for example, and I imagine that could be, you know, there could be a connection there, couldn't it? Yeah, I really um, I appreciate yeah, especially that. Especially when you breathe through your, through your mouth. Yeah, and that makes it far more likely that there is an involvement with with your throat, mm. because the the air is not really filtered, it's not warmed, it just goes straight straight into into your airways. God, so fascinating! It's so amazing. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this show with Dr. Emma Young. Let me just show you. This is the the great book. Shut your mouth. I think it's a subject that a lot of us are not taking seriously enough and i i think that this you know is preventative but also all this underlying stuff that you don't know and so if you you know what i would say is if you've got a budget next year for massages maybe rethink that budget and is a massage as important as now what you have learned about your teeth and um and i, would, I really would strongly suggest that you get in touch with elma and contact thomas or i to do that or look up his website which i'm going to give that to you again so it's dr for doctor dash elma e-l-m-a-r dash young j-u-n-g dot com and you can also find um dr elma young obviously on linkedin 
Um, thank you so much, um, Elmer. I've absolutely loved this conversation. You are so amazing the way you put the information, so calming, so scientific, very motivating as well. And um, thank you very much. And I hope as a listener, you have really enjoyed this as well. And I look forward to seeing you soon, Elma. Thank you very much. It was an absolute pleasure to be on your podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you.